0: Welcome to Scuba Shack Radio, Episode 68, recorded Monday, September 27th, 2021. Scuba Shack Radio is a bi-weekly podcast in support of our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations and to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Hello again, everyone, and I want to thank you for tuning in to this latest episode of Scuba Shack Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Sincerpino. Well, it continues to be a very busy month here at the dive shop. We certified an amazing 23 open water divers this month, along with four advanced open water divers. Now, it's on to rescue. This kind of interest and enthusiasm in scuba diving is really encouraging, and I hope that we are doing our part to create the next generation of ocean enthusiasts. We'll be heading up to the Boston Sea Rovers Clinic in a few days. It will be a little different given that we are still emerging from the pandemic, but the plans are in place to make it as safe as possible. Now here's some exciting news. Scuba Shack Radio is now a verbal ambassador for scuba diving. Verbal, that's V-U-R-B-L, is a new audio streaming service that is sort of like the YouTube for audio. You can check it out at verbal.com. I worked with their program lead for the ambassador program and helped to add scuba diving to their taxonomy and was fortunate enough to be tagged as the ambassador for that category. Stay tuned for more as I continue on this journey. Today's show will feature another installment of Sea Hunt, It's Still Alive, and The Diplomatic Pouch. But first up is our news and information segment, Wet Notes. So on with the show. This is Wet Notes here on Scuba Shack Radio for Monday, September 27th, 2021. First up, I want to congratulate Tech Clark and the Dive Locker Podcast on celebrating their second anniversary. For those who don't know about this podcast, Tech started this to help dive professionals with various topics and techniques, but it's not just for dive professionals. I can remember listening to the first episode way back in 2019, just before DEMA that year. I have come to look forward to each weekly episode. Tech plans to keep the show going and has teed up a lot of great new content for the year year ahead. So I'd encourage you to check out the Dive Locker podcast. There's a lot of great information and perspective on things that hopefully will give you something to think about. Scuba Shack is a proud patron of the Dive Locker. By the way, Tech also hosts a podcast titled The League of Extraordinary Divers, where you can listen to some of the giants of our industry. Great job, Tech. Keep it coming. Now, I don't know what it is, but I seem to be a sucker for a message in a bottle story. So here's another one. This time, the story involves a bottle that was washed up on the shores of the Big Island of Hawaii. The bottle started its journey 37 years ago from Japan, and it was put in the water by school children as part of an experiment in monitoring ocean currents. A number of bottles were cast into the ocean in 1984 from Choshi High School. Hawaii is about 6,000 kilometers, or 4,300 miles, from the launch point. Now, the bottle was found by Abby Graham while her family was visiting a beach near Hilo. It is estimated that about 750 of these bottles were tossed into the ocean between 1984 and 1985. The last time one was found was in 2002 on Kakajima Island. Overall, the bottles have been found in 17 different locations, including Okinawa, the Philippines, China and even the west coast of the United States. I just get fascinated by these stories and often wonder just how many messages in bottles are out there in the ocean. Now, last week we got an email from the Clearly Cayman Resorts, and it wasn't good news. Clearly Cayman Resorts include Cobalt Coast on Grand Cayman, Little Cayman Beach Resort, and Cayman Brack Beach Resort. The news informed us that the Cayman borders will remain closed until 2022. Now that's tough. At a recent press conference, the premier indicated that Phase 3 of the original plan will start sometime in February, given the rise in COVID-19 cases. The resorts are now planning on opening on February 5th, 2022. Now this has been a really tough situation. If you remember, way back in April, I reported that the plan was to open in late April or early May 2021. It's been a long and difficult road for a lot of places. Surely the Caymans are feeling the brunt. We hope this gets resolved before our October 2022 trip. Yeah, it's that uncertain. There's been a great deal of communication coming from Tom Ingram, the president and CEO of DEMA, the Dive Equipment Marketing Association, regarding the 2021 show in Las Vegas. Tom unequivocally states that the show has absolutely no plans of canceling. Now, they did indicate that in accordance with the local health mandates, everyone will be required to wear a mask on the exhibit floor. There are several large past exhibitors who are foregoing the show this year, causing some to question whether it should even take place. I know we've been getting a lot of surveys from our vendors as to whether we plan to go or not. Right now, Matt and I will be there. Tom indicated that it would be extremely difficult to cancel at this late date, given the contracts that are in place, and that if it were canceled, it would seriously impact Dima's ability to put on these shows in the future. So we're looking forward to a successful show this year out in Las Vegas. And finally today, I want to talk about a piece of underwater camera gear that you might just want to consider. Now, there was an article from Sport Diver magazine by John Whittle titled, Great Camera Accessories for Underwater Photography. It was a scuba lab review of the products that the staff took diving at Alexander Springs in Central Florida. First on the list was a Sea Life Sport Diver smartphone housing. Now that's pretty cool. I can remember my first underwater camera was a Sea Life Reef Master with a whopping 3 megapixels. Now, this housing will fit a number of iPhones and Android smartphones. The housing is Bluetooth-enabled and is rated to 130 feet. The SeaLife Sport Diver smartphone housing comes with a vacuum seal and dual-leak alarms. When you purchase the housing, you'll get a free app that will give you access to most of your phone's usual camera functions. Also included is a red filter. And if that's not enough the housing allows you to put in those Sea Life color-changing moisture munchers. Yeah, I remember those. Now, the housing isn't cheap as it retails for $299.95 US. But if you want to travel light and still get some great underwater shots of your adventures, check out the sea Life Sport Diver Smartphone Housing at sealife-cameras.com. Well, that's it for this edition of Wet Notes here on Scuba Shack Radio. It's time for another installment of Sea Hunt, It's Still Alive, here on Scuba Shack Radio. And this time, we're going back to Season 3, Episode 38, titled, Diplomatic Pouch. Diplomatic Pouch premiered on September 24th, 1960. Well, in this episode, Mike is back in a Latin American country named San Miguel, his mission is to retrieve a diplomatic pouch from a crashed American airplane. The show opens up with Mike searching the wreck while his buddy is on the surface appearing to be fishing. As luck would have it, Mike finds the pouch and starts to head to the surface. There's a great shot of the void swim fins as he ascends. But Just as Mike breaks the surface, he is confronted with an armed boat of officials who are pointing their guns at him and asking him if he would be so good to come on board. What to do? Quick thinking, Mike takes a fix on his position and drops the pouch. Who are these armed men? The guy in charge is Colonel Ramirez, and he is the head of the coastal defense. He is cold and tough and goes over Mike's gear with a fine tooth comb. Just then, Mike's friend, Paul Alexander, pulls up with their boat. He tells Mike he's sorry that he drifted the, the boat drifted off. Paul says that they are on vacation and that he's from Dallas, Texas. Colonel Ramirez tells them that they are not to dive on the downed airplane at the th- and that the penalty by order of the dictator, Raul Diaz, is that they will be immediately deported. They are welcome to fish, just stay away from the airplane. So, now Paul and Mike are on the bridge of their boat, and Paul is upset about the diving when Mike tells him he found the pouch, but he had to drop it. He says he took a position and will be able to find it, but how will that be possible with the colonel watching? Paul's got a plan, but Mike wants to know first... Where did he get that phony southern accent? Well, Paul's plan involves dragging Mike to a local cantina. The Club Caliente sign is flashing on and off as they enter. Once inside, they sit down and the bartender heads over to the jukebox, a stereophonic rock-o-roller, and plays a record loudly before waiting on Mike and Paul. Something's up, the bartender nods, and Mike and Paul get up and head for the back room. The ace up Paul's sleeve is one of Colonel Ramirez's deputies, Familio, who calls the colonel a pig who goes beyond the law. Familio will fight with his fingertips to overthrow the hated dictator. The, plane is to get, the plan is to get information from Familio on whether the colonel is going to put a diver on the wrecked plane. Now, the, sh- the scene shifts to Mike and Paul on the water, and they're trying to get to the wreck, but they are constantly being pursued by the coastal defense. Just then, shots are fired from the defense boat, and the colonel comes alongside and tells them that the penalty for diving on the wreck is no longer deportation. It's Death. Before they leave, Familio tells Mike and Paul that they are going to have another diver coming from the capital soon. We now head back to the cantina where Familio comes in. The bartender nods towards the back room. In the room, Familio tells Mike and Paul that the situation is desperate. What can they do? Mike knows he will be an underwater hitchhiker But only if Familio can drop a line over the side of the colonel's boat. You see, Mike can swim to the wreck, but he needs a ride back. Familio says it will be done. So now we have Paul and Mike on their boat watching the coastal defense boat with its diver on board, and they're headed out to the wrecked plane. Mike tells Paul, if anything happens, he needs to get out of there because he's too valuable. Paul reluctantly agrees as Mike puts the powder into his wetsuit top. Once the diver from the Colonel—once the diver from the Colonel's boat—jumps in, Mike is in the water swimming towards where he dropped the pouch. He sees the line that Familio has tossed over the side, but now he needs to pop to the surface to get his bearings so he can find the diplomatic pouch. Just before the men on the boat turn towards Mike he slips beneath the surface. A close call. Mike is now underwater, searching and searching, trying to find the pouch before the enemy diver sees him. Finally, he spots the pouch, intact, and now he needs to get it out. Now here's where it gets a little strange. Mike is kneeling on the bottom, looking at the pouch, trying to figure out, like, maybe how to open it or something. He's got a puzzled look on his face. His back is towards the plane wreck. As he's puzzling over the pouch, the enemy diver spots him, pulls out his knife, and beelines towards Mike. As he tries to stab Mike, it looks like the pouch gets in the way. We are now witness to a classic underwater knife fight where Mike wrestles the knife out of the bad guy's hand, takes out his own knife, and you guessed it, cuts his hose. The enemy diver is forced to the surface and Mike heads under the colonel's boat to hide. Paul sees the diver surface and figures there's a problem, so he starts to head out. Mike is trying to figure out what to do with the diplomatic pouch when he decides to stick it between his back and his doubles. Now, the colonel suspects that Mike is with Paul, so he starts out in hot pursuit. Mike grabs the line, and his underwater hitchhiking begins. The ride is challenging. You can see the strain on his double hose and fins. Just as he's about to let go, the boat slows down and pulls alongside Paul. Familio searches the boat and said no one is aboard. Paul says he just wants to go home as this is no place for a vacation. The colonel tells him to get out of his country. Once the colonel leaves, Paul is despondent at the thought of losing Mike. Just then, he hears Mike call out. I think I heard him call Paul Alex, I'm not sure. But as Paul looks over the side, Mike tosses up the diplomatic pouch, telling him he forgot his laundry. Mike has yet again saved the day. Now, there wasn't any indication in the credits as to where this episode was filmed, The plane wreck looked pretty authentic with the large propeller and debris. I wonder if this was in the Bahamas. So there you have it, Diplomatic Pouch from Season 3 of Sea Hunt. Well, another sign of the times. Mike was back in a Latin American country facing off with a dictator and his henchmen. Seems like there was quite a bit of that in season three. Well, that wraps up episode 68 of Scooby Shack Radio. I hope you're enjoying the show and hope that you will stop by www.verbal.com and subscribe to the show. I am excited about the opportunity to promote scuba diving and raise awareness related to ocean conservation. Until next time, stay safe, everyone.